This podcast is part of the A3K Network. For more information, visit www.anime3000.com. Warning. The views and opinions expressed by this producer are not necessarily the views and opinions expressed by Anime 3000, its producers, partners, or affiliates. Listener discretion is advised. Ladies and gentlemen, did you miss us? We were out last week, but now we're back. It's the other side. I think I should explain where we were at and why I kind of sound like a young Marlon Brando. You see, during the week we were out, I had a bit of what you might call a flu. Now, this wasn't an ordinary flu, but what flu is, this flu is very throat-centric, which is not good when you do a podcast. This flu ravaged my throat. I had no voice, and when I did, I sounded like a horse gay man. And now my throat has re- my throat is healed for the most part. My voice has returned for the most part, but I have a lingering, loud, whooping sound- sounding kind of cough. So I have a cough drop in my mouth because otherwise I'll be hacking through the entire podcast. I'll probably still start getting into coughing fits as it goes on. So please excuse that if that happens. So now that we've got that out of the way, hi there, I'm Cody Byer. And as always, I'm Alex Berry. And I was thinking, Alex. You were? How can... Yeah, I know. I don't do that very often. I usually just yell at things and get angry. But today I was thinking, how can we open up to the people, let them into our hearts, and let them see that it's not all black and evil and hateful? There's some there's some love there. So I thought today uh, you know I, I okay, I see where you're going with this and and that's cool. We're still friends. I respect your decision. <laughs> Don't know if an anime podcast is the best way to come out. But you know, <laughs> this is your decision, it's up to you. I will I will support it. Why I yada, Alex, you wah, card. Wah, wah. No, that's not what I mean. I mean we're going to discuss what got us into anime in the first place. Oh, wow. But not, only th- but not only that, what gave us this sense of perspective? Because as you people out there have probably noticed, there's a lot of stuff we don't like. At some point, Alex and I realized this anime stuff isn't flawless and is actually just like any other medium of entertainment. It's got its good parts. It's got its bad parts. And anyone who's seen my show Kuso knows I've got that whole rule of ten, which I believe that – Anime has the potential to be either ten times better or ten times worse than any other production that anyone else has put out in any other country. Because, you know, again, they made Cowboy Bebop. They also made Panty and Stocking. Yeah, they did. So they have a very exaggerated scale of quality on both sides. <laughs> so I thought not only will we discuss what got us into anime, but when did we discover this scale of quality what gave us this perspective we'll walk down memory lane for the two of us now alex would you like to start or would you like me to start well i guess i can go ahead and start give your your throat a little bit of a rest after that uh wonderful introduction delightful uh let me sit back in my easy chair and spin you a tale of days gone by (laughs) regale the uh 
the halcyon days of my youth, as it were. Well, officially, my first exposure to anime would technically be Pokemon. Um, and I, I would be ashamed to admit that, except I was 12 when the show <laughs> debuted in the United States, so, you know. I, How old are you now? Me? Yeah. Uh, at the time of this recording, I'm 25. I'm like, I'm older than you. Oh, my God. Yeah, I think you're about... Well, a little, only by a little bit, but still. By about four you're, I'm months, th- yeah. Yeah, I'm thinking, because I'm 26, I'm thinking 12. Maybe Pokemon was, like, older than I thought or something. Because, like, 12? Pokemon? That was your first? I think, because I'm thinking... That seemed newer than a lot of the older stuff I remember. So I'm like, am I old? Is he young? What's going on here? <laughs> you, 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 you skewed me a little bit there. I was a little confused. Yeah, the, the timeline was a little hazy. It's like Zelda. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll have to do uh, like a whole art book and, and timeline book, and, and we'll release it to uh, the other side subscribers. If Alex doesn't respond to Cody's joke, it branches off into episode six. <laughs> awesome. But, uh, no, I was, uh, Pokemon was, was the first anime that I ever really officially got into, and I'm almost kind of on the fence about whether I want to consider that the official first exposure, because, you know, A, it was Pokemon, and yes, it was developed in Japan, but it was so heavily edited and redone when it came over here. So, but... I mean, didn't you love those donuts? Yeah. Didn't make you get a handful of donuts? <laughs> I never understood that. I'm 12 years old, and I was like, okay, I've never seen a donut that looks like that. Donuts are the best. Jelly-filled are my favorite. Yeah. <laughs> He's a jelly-filled donut. This donut is jelly-filled. Have I mentioned that this is a donut, and it is filled with jelly? Hey, Ash, where are you going? Let me tell you more about this jelly-filled donut. God, I love jelly-filled donuts. Hey, is that another jelly-filled donut? Awesome. Jelly-filled donuts are the best. I I remember that. He's even like, oh, God, I wasted a donut. Well, he didn't say God, but... Of course. (laughs) There is no God to four kids. Yeah. But man, Eric Stewart is awesome. <laughs> On a tangent. Yeah. But um, anyway, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna skip ahead to uh, to Dragon Ball Z uh, on Toonami, and that was what I consider my first real exposure to what I consider anime in the broader sense. Yeah, caught that when it first started airing on Toonami, or shortly afterwards. And this is these are the old Dragon Ball Z dubs by uh, the Ocean Group. Oh yeah. Of the uh, over nine thousand fame. Yes. And uh, I I fell in love with that almost immediately because uh, I was getting to that age where I still liked cartoons and the kitty stuff and the whole fantasy adventure and everything, but I was also really into hardcore violence. <laughs> and so this show managed to satisfy both of those cravings simultaneously. And uh, my favorite American cartoon up to that point, and probably still today really, was uh, Batman, the animated series. Oh, but of course. Yeah, and it, it kind of reminded me of that, not so much in the tone of it, but just in the fact that it was targeted to kids, but it also had a lot of adult appeal, and it, it kind of dealt with some themes that 
you don't really see in cartoons a lot or in any sort of, you know, what an animated medium, I guess would be a better way to say it. Yeah. But uh so I started watching that and eventually got into more and more shows that were airing on Toonami. And yeah, it just it kind of expanded from there. I think uh I I think it was when I watched Gundam Wing that I started paying attention to where this stuff was actually made and kind of adopted the the whole idea of anime and started looking out for it and I remember going into, I think it was Hollywood Video, and anime at that point was categorized under special interest. So you'd have a few videos placed in between the exercise tapes and like the really obscure foreign martial arts flicks. I remember those days. Yeah, because there was no anime section. It was like, where are we put well, these? A lot of you kids out there don't remember or don't know. No one used to know what the hell anime was, yeah. and and anyone who knew that there was something out there called anime just figured like it was a side interest by some dudes that were really obsessive about stuff. So if you found it in a brick and mortar store, you found two VHSs in the corner, <laughs> I... on the other section or the four question marks section. <laughs> Well, I still remember going into a Suncoast um, when they were just first starting to stock anime, and it was a, a little, probably, I don't know, it was, it was one full shelf high, but maybe only about like two or three feet wide, probably not even that much, and the little tag up top said Japanimation. <laughs> remember it was, it, uh, for yes. a while, it was not anime, it was Japanimation. We're old. <laughs> But, uh, anyway, I was saying, I remember going into, uh, Hollywood Video, and, and they would have a few tapes there, and I'm trying to remember what all they had. They they had a, a few, uh, Dragon Ball Z tapes right after Funimation started putting them out. I think they had, uh, Evangelion. They had Ranma One Half. Uh, like a few of the, the Season 1 and 2 tapes. <coughs> um... And then I think another – they had the, the, the Samurai X movie, and there were just a I few for- little obscure series in addition to that, but you know, very, very slim pickings at that time, obviously. Yeah, obviously. And uh, so, yeah, I started renting those, and then I, as I have alluded to in previous podcasts, I, uh, I kind of went through a phase where I – just started buying pretty much anything that was anime, and I really wanted to get into it, and so I started purposely branching out into all these different genres, and, of course, that's how I came across his and her circumstances, because, you know, well, I, I gotta stock some romance, you gotta have the full spectrum. I have to be well-rounded, so I'll get some, I'll, I'll get, you know, two birds with one stone. It's romance, and it's crap, so I'll have yeah. <laughs> romance and crap right there. Just knock two with one title. It'll save space. Exactly. But uh, I don't I don't have those DVDs anymore. Good. <laughs> I'd worry if you did. Yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, I, I, obviously I've I've calmed down quite a bit since then. Uh, as I as I eventually came to realize that there is a a spectrum of quality and that not all anime is worthy of consideration. 
and of course, we will get to what caused that in a minute. But mm -hmm. first, let's go down my memory lane. I'm strapped because mine, and ready for this ride. Mine, mine's more important than yours. <laughs> no, but kidding aside, uh, I have always been a huge fan of animation. Like, even as a kid, I wanted nothing to do with live action. When Power Rangers came out, I was like, ew, this is live action. This is boring. I've always been enamored by animation. Like, all the other kids that are going to Nickelodeon, I went Cartoon Network, um, which is ironic now, considering what happened. Um, but yeah, so, but I, as I was getting older, I wanted animation to grow up with me. I enjoyed, you know, the action stuff, and I like kind of, you know, all the, you know, all the different stuff out there, but I wanted, I was getting older, and I wanted animation to kind of come with me. And you had stuff like Gargoyles and stuff, and I liked that, and Batman the Animated Series, of course, but I kind of wanted something a little more. I don't know why. I wanted like them to take the the sensibilities that they were putting in my parents' shows and put into my animation. And then along came a little show called Robotech uh -huh. on Toonami. This is back when Toonami was ho hosted by Moltar. Oh, which was before Tom. Toonami 1.0, huh? Yeah, I was watching Toonami the day I, I watched it the day it premiered when Thundercats was the, playing their first episode. I was watching Toonami. So I got street cred on all you fucking nerds out there. I was watching Toonami from day fucking one. <laughs> Hipster cred all up in this bitch. <laughs> so uh, Toonami debuted a little show called Robotech. I've never heard of this. Robotech was Robotech. Robotech had me the moment a plane got shot down and I heard the scream of the pilot inside. Because up till that point, you know, whenever something like that – like G.I. Joe, the guns would always miss and everybody parachuted out. And now you got like this intense music playing. You know, the planes are getting shot down. You hear – and I was like oh. – and my jaw was just open. I was just aghast, like drama, <laughs> death. So I stuck around. And sure enough, you had main characters dying. You had romantic subplots. You had the bad guys winning sometimes. This was unheard of. This was the most amazing thing I'd ever seen. And the art style had like a kind of a dark thing to it. So it wasn't always like I didn't get I never got the feeling that like it didn't want to go there because it was afraid I was too young. Now, granted, I watched Robotech years later and it didn't hold up at all. But from the perspective of that point in time, it was fucking amazing. And so that got me hooked. And then about the same time, I'm at uh, I'm going to some family thing. I don't remember what it was. Now, me and my family, we don't get along too well. Now, not in a dramatic way like there's fights or anything. It's just that I have zero in common with them. And it's usually just like small talk for five minutes and then go find something to do. So I kind of retreated to the basement because there was a big screen TV and no one was down there. So I'm flicking through the channels and I come through the movie channels. And I see the most... Bizarre, surreal thing. I had not heard news such a thing existed. I, what I saw was an animated movie about Street Fighter, which oh. I played and enjoyed, and I caught it in the middle. I caught it right when DJ was kicking some people out of his club. Now, I saw DJ from Street Fighter kicking people out. He called one of them like a bastard or something like that, and I'm like, cussing? And there was like licensed music coming out of his club, like, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. You mean to tell me they took licensed music, like from the real world, that we have been pretending can't touch cartoons? And this is Street Fighter, a video game, which I'm all about at this point in my life. And 
they're cussing like in the real world. And I start, I'm watching some more. Sure enough, I saw the, you know, I think I caught the Vega fight scene. I remember the Vega fight scene. I can't, I can't remember the chronology of that movie. It's been a while, but it's a good movie. I, I need to get a copy of that. Hmm. But, uh, and I remember like M. Bison checking out Chun Li on the surveillance thing. And again, it was that whole like, you mean, what, you mean to tell me this animated character is allowed to lust after someone and it's not like a Simpsons kind of comedy thing? That's the only time you can be adult in an animated show? This is amazing. And it kind of continued with this anime stuff where it was like, this is what I wanted. My cartoons are growing up with me. It's not like, it's not like you can't put that in a cartoon. That's no, no, you can't do that. It didn't have that. And that was exactly what I wanted. And I binged. And I kind of wanted to save this. I think no, I'm gonna save that tidbit, that little bomb I'm gonna drop. I'm gonna save that for when we go into the perspective bit. But needless to say, I binged. I just took in it was, and I and I became enamored by the art style because it was so eye catching and appealing, but unique at the same time. And anime art style really is like I, I find myself still to this day. Like if I see like I'm I'm going through GameStop and I see like a JRPG, I'm still drawn to the cover and I like I wish that game was probably good. It probably sucks. <laughs> Because I love the anime art style. I do. I love Japan's – I love the simple lines with the very, very stylistic characters. I like the big eyes. You know, it's cute look, I guess you could say. It's appealing. Mm-hmm. And I just like – I look at that like, that game sad. That game probably sucks. I love it. That game was good. I'll pick that right up. I just want to. I want one day just pick up a game with anime characters on the cover knowing it's good. I'm going to plot that shit down. Own things. I'm gonna buy this. I'm gonna go home and I'm enjoy it. And it's like it's, this is good. I I yearn for that, but it never comes. Not but, since uh, the so, early '90s. <laughs> yeah, the '90s was that was pretty much all that the, that was the the end of the whole anime characters on the box art was a good thing, and not just because you know the whole anime is new, but the whole those games were good. Mm-hmm. But it's like you know I I still like that aesthetic, so you know that that appealed to me too. The this unique thing. And there was like those things, like the lip flaps and stuff. I thought, like, I noticed it, but I never really, like, it didn't strike me too much because I was too busy being freaked out by all the good stuff. Mm-hmm. Like the freaking thing in Robotech, there was like the, their Christmas episode ending with the bad guy blowing up a bunch of buildings after a sarcastic Christmas message where a brainwashed dude in a Santa outfit activated the detonator. I was like, this is the greatest Christmas episode I've ever seen. <laughs> that does sound rad. <laughs> so yeah, it was. It was. It had me hooked. It had me. Yeah. And that's the end of my. Uh, and I, of course, I wasn't. I watched Pokemon too, but that was mainly because I um. If it was a video game show, I watched that shit. Mm-hmm. And so I I was into I, again hipster cred. I was into Pokemon before anyone knew what the fuck it was. I still remember putting doing Pokemon like putting Pokemon on something I did for school, and no one knew what the fuck that was. Mm-hmm. Like Pokemon, what's that? I was like, it's a video game. It's friggin' awesome. And then sure enough, a year later, everybody's fucking Pokemon. Pokemon. I say everybody knows what it is, and that was kind of vindicating. It's like fuck you, like yeah, yeah. Who was who knew what was what? Who was on the fucking cutting edge? Because just the idea of like it's an RPG where you can like capture the monsters and customize and have a team of like the random encounter monsters. That's the greatest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> well, and I'm still playing the series to this day. Well, I, I would like to throw in there real quick too that um, yeah, I, I I wasn't just drawn into the Pokemon anime because I thought it was 
so wonderfully incredible. I Another little embarrassing bit of my personal history is I became pretty hardcore obsessed with Pokemon for about a year and a half. I was... You can't fault you for that at all. Yeah, I, I, I was pretty much Nintendo's ideal... I, I was what they tried to transform every child in America into, because I bought fucking <laughs> everything that had the Pokemon logo on it. Oh, we all did our Pokemon hunts. I I was... I had my fixation as well. I think we all did a little bit. Yeah, because I... Not joking, I, I totaled it up a few years later just for the hell of it went through, and uh, throughout that year and a half span, I, I dropped close to four figures on Pokemon merchandise. <laughs> God and, damn. Yeah, no, I was... That, that that's probably the one point in my life I would look back and and be really embarrassed of myself and think God how how the fuck did anyone hang out with me during that period because that was pretty much all I did or talked about. Oh, I have my uh, embarrassing thing too. We're gonna get to that in a minute. Uh, but first, Alex, now that we've been through our trip through memory lane, I think it's time to go through a different trip to memory lane. When did the honeymoon end? What was that moment for you or the show for you? What did you watch, see, or whatever the case may be that said to you, this anime stuff, some of it really sucks hard. <laughs> Maybe it's not, you know, it's not as romantic as it used to be. Yeah. It's just another medium of entertainment now. Yeah. What was that moment for you? Well... I honestly can't say it was a moment, or if it was, it's nothing that has stuck in my mind. Um, I, With me, I think it was more of a gradual realization that, you know, all right, some of this stuff isn't very good. I, I can pull out a couple of examples of, of points where it really jumped out, and I thought, wow, this is terrible. Um, I remember at one point I rented... Uh, the Maze OAV. Never heard of that. I vague, vaguely heard of that. I don't know the exact details. Yeah, it's it was somehow involved with uh, Slayers, which I really liked and and still like. Um, I don't remember if it was by the same producers or the same creator or something, but I I rented the OAV and that was that was pretty funny. I, I honestly enjoyed watching that, and I thought, oh, this is this is enjoyable. So, I blindly went out and spent, I think it was close to a hundred bucks on the uh, the series box set of damn, the, yeah, the regular anime. I, I I was such a trusting child, <laughs> and um, yeah, that that shit is just horrible. No, I have a question. Where were you getting this money? <laughs> Yeah, my allowance went pretty much exclusively to uh, to anime stuff. Cause uh, oh, I never really got an allowance. I didn't do shit. Because uh, I'm sitting there thinking, I used to. I don't remember ever having disposable income at this point in my life. You seem to be snatching everything up. Yeah. Well, my my uh, my parents were. They believed in capitalism, and uh, I I did chores, man. I I worked hard around. Fucking one percenter! Don't even talk to me. Yeah. Well, no. I You're mean, part I, of the problem, man. I I got a pretty nice allowance, but I worked for that shit. I mean, there <laughs> were days when the other kids wanted to come out and play, and I'm like, nope, sorry, I'm vacuuming the entire house. <laughs> <laughs> so I I worked hard and I played hard. 
But, uh, I spent all that money on the bitches. But anyway. By bitches, I mean anime! Yeah. <laughs> God. But, yeah, the, uh, the, the main May series, I mean, it was, yeah, it was, it was just pretty ghastly. So, so this maze had an OAV, and you enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. And then you watched, you got the TV series, and the TV series was dog shit. Yeah, the OAV was totally different. Um, based on what I remember of it, it, it has stayed in my mind as being pretty humorous. Uh, at least watchable. The anime was not. <laughs> so, it, it did remind me of Slayers in a lot of ways, but... Kind of like if you took Slayers and just sucked out everything that made it vaguely entertaining and enjoyable and made all the characters horrible and unlikable. <laughs> and so I ended up selling the uh, the box set back to the same store I bought it from for like 15 bucks. So, wow. <laughs> yeah, lost a ton of money on that one. I feel that in my pancreas. Yeah. And, you know, when when you were... You know, my age, I was probably like 15, 16 around that point. That that really hurts. Ah. But uh, <laughs> this is uh, this is this is kind of a funny story, actually. Um, well, it must be. You started laughing before you even told it. Yeah, no, I know. I I gave away the ending there. <laughs> but uh, again, going back to uh, Hollywood Video, which uh, I I spent a lot of my childhood in Hollywood Video renting things. That was. That was a, that was a big part of growing up for me. I had, I had a similar experience when I was in Blockbuster Video. I was mostly renting games, but uh, oh. I think I can I, I can see where you're coming from. You were a Blockbuster fag. I was a Blockbuster fag. You fucking Hollywood Video fag. Hollywood Video, no one even knows what that is. No one even heard of it. <laughs> Blockbuster, everybody's heard of it. What? Shut the fuck up. Hollywood used to be cool before they got shut down for making really poor business decisions. <laughs> Pandora's Cube would like to have a word with that shit. Yeah. But uh, anyway, I, I was looking through uh, their selection of anime, and uh, I was looking for, for something new to rent. And uh, I, I was getting kind of into fantasy anime, because I had seen The Slayers, and I had seen uh, the very first volume of Record of Lotus War. And I enjoyed those, and uh, they had one release there uh, called Dragon Knight. Now, they didn't have a box cover for red, this. Red flags are going up in my head. Yeah. Okay, now, now they didn't have a box for this. It was just it was um, the uh, the Hollywood video logo slipcase on there, and there was mm-hmm. no sort of description as to what it was. But, I mean, the name, Dragon Knight, that's, mm-hmm. you know, and it was spelled K-N-I-G-H-C. So, you know, okay, all right, this is, this is another, like, fantasy anime. So I rented that. <laughs> And uh, anybody who is familiar with Dragon Knight or has seen it is, is probably laughing right now because, you know, they they know what it's actually about. I didn't at What the was time. that about? Because red flags are going off in my head, but I can't quite remember why. It's a, it's a hentai. It's a, a softcore porno anime. Oh, really? Yeah, so... Oh, yeah, God, that's right it is, isn't it? Yeah. Fuck, that's... So, and they just let you rent the hentai. Yeah, there were there was no warning labels, no nothing. Again, there wasn't even a, a friggin' box, cause you know, I mean, I I didn't have a credit card at that point. My dad was with me, so I, I'm not gonna you know be renting porn with him there. And and he, uh, you know, we we didn't know what the hell it was. The clerk didn't say anything, and so yeah, I, I, I guess the clerk didn't know either. Just yeah. well, it's a good thing you didn't see La Blue Girl. Is this Spanish or something? Yeah. <laughs> 
No, it uh, it wasn't that bad, thankfully. But yeah, I got got that home and and watched it and. Uh... <laughs> Surprise! Yeah, yeah. So, and how now? How much of a porn was Dragon Knight? Um, I can't remember. Like, was it? Are we talking full on fucking, or was this just etchy, as they call it? Uh, kind of stuff? I I I, re- I think there was penetration. I. This is such a weird thing to talk about now. <laughs> oh, this is the weird thing to talk about. Not the Sonic porn we talked about on the fandom face-off. This hits, so this is where we're getting weird. This hits closer to home. No, but uh, <laughs> I, it was I, – I don't think it was super hardcore, but it was – you know, there, there, there was full nudity at least, so – which uh, again, that that wasn't. Was this your first experience with hentai, by the way? Uh, my my first experience watching it. I I think I had seen uh, thumbnails on the internet up to that point. Well, well, actually, uh, within a year after getting the whole Pokemon thing, I I came across uh, a cache of uh, nude drawings of Misty by mistake. Oh lord! Oh lord! And Surprise! Yeah. That Welcome was to the internet. Hey, uh, <laughs> that internet. Which, uh, I, I kind of had a, a crush on Misty when I was 12, so that, I was all right with that. But, uh... <laughs> like, like, hey, wait a minute, this is porn! <laughs> hey, wait a minute, this is porn. <laughs> be honest, be honest. Was it a pleasant surprise, or was it an actual bummer? I think it was just so surreal that <laughs> my my young mind didn't know quite how to process it. <laughs> I was kind of like, oh, okay, this exists, and uh, there's Misty, and, and that tentacruel is, is doing something to her, and I'm just going to close this browser window and, and go outside for a while now. Uh, oh, I'm talking about Dragon Knight. Oh, Dragon, okay. Yeah, was that, was that a pleasant surprise, or... No, I mean, I, I, what's what's young Alex's reaction to seeing? I I watched it. I mean, I finished it because I mean, hey, you know, I I paid like seven bucks of my own money to rent that. Yeah, I'm gonna watch it. But uh, I I think the what I took away from that was that okay, there's there's a whole seedy underside to this anime thing. Because prior to that, um, one of my uh one of my favorite sites to go on was uh. DBZ Uncensored or Dragon Ball Z Uncensored, and which is not a porn site, people. Yeah, it actually. I remember that site. Yeah. I remember that site. That's not a. That was not a porn site. I do remember DBZ Uncensored. Yeah, yeah, it was a, a very meticulously documented series uh, that basically listed all the changes and edits that they made to the American version of Dragon Ball Z. Which at this point, and I I don't know about you, but to me at this point they were travesties. Yeah, yeah. They they butchered that show pretty thoroughly <coughs> when it came over here the first time. So, so I I was fascinated by that, and uh, I knew that uh, Dragon Ball Z was was pretty mainstream as as far as anime went. And even on there, I could see that oh okay they they cut out you know there were there were shots of boobs and and underwear and different things they cut out. So obviously anime is something that appeals to adult sensibilities, but. I think seeing Dragon Knight was the first time I realized it. All right, there, there's a bit of a, a seedy adult underside to this this yeah. industry. They make porn. Yeah. <laughs> and By the I, way, good going Hollywood video putting uh, the uh, hentai with all the other anime. Uh, nice. 
It uh, it reminded me of uh, that recent story. I think that happened last year where what was it on the PlayStation Network where they were offering free rentals for the first episode of Queen's Blade. Yes. And there were no age restrictions and. Yeah, there was nothing, no warnings of what it was, and you get the acid nipples, and you're like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> Which I mean, if, if you're like a little kid and your your first exposure to animated pornography is is acid nipples, <laughs> you you grow up to become Bleed Man. <laughs> or us. Or us. Yes, this is this is true. Because I could I can talk about my fucking first experience with fucking hentai. In fact, I should. If we have time, I think we should get into that. <laughs> um, well, now everybody's just crossing their fingers so hard. <laughs> Well, folks, I think we should get into what uh, what brought me to uh, th- this jaded, bast- hateful bastard that I am. And here's my little revelation for you folks. For about a year, I was an otaku. I was dun, that dun, dun. dork. Yeah, I was that dork. Um, I lapped that shit up as much as I could. Uh, the edits to Dragon Ball Z were, were – just could not be tolerated. I will not have this. Um, I, I mean, we're talking anime emoticons. We're talking, uh, I read Mega Tokyo. I mean, granted, in my defense, this was like just as Fred Gallagher usurped it. Mm-hmm. So when I jumped in, I jumped in on the first strips when it was, I mean, it wasn't really funny, but when you're a teenage dumbass otaku, it's hilarious, <laughs> but it was harmless. So in my defense... I wasn't following the romantic fucking derp derps of the derp derp. Mm-hmm. But still, I read Mega Tokyo. Um, I liked Evangelion. <laughs> uh, I enjoyed it. I mean, even then, though, the, uh, the last couple episodes were terrible to me, but I legitimately enjoyed Evangelion. I did not recognize it for the dog shit that it was. I was just, yay, anime. <laughs> um, I mean, I was a... Dork. Um, I'd kick my own ass. If I went back in time and met myself then, I would beat the shit out of myself. Um, see, I was an otaku as shit. Um, and then a little thing came along that changed my life. Well, I was sort of in a phase where I was, I was coming out of my, I was kind of real look reevaluating myself and getting my act together. But what helped start the genesis of that in my taste was a little show called Cowboy Bebop. Mm. Now, up till then, I had been taking in shit like Evangelion. Um, Gundam Wing was amazing. Um, so that was like the peak. And then I saw Bebop. Bebop was like um, – it was like a, a, a coming of age, like a right into manhood. You, you'd seen all these animes with all this melodrama and J-pop. And like pandering to this, that, and the other, and the and, and then you see this, this show that's real, you know that you see real quality writing and a soundtrack that's real music, you know, and like I saw what anime could be, what entertainment could be, and I still remember, like I and I would wake up every morning. Eating my cereal, getting ready to go to school with the real folk blues playing in my head again and again. And I just have Bebop on the mind all day. 
And it was like it was in my head. It was planting the seed, infecting me with taste. And I still remember after I saw the final episode, I was so floored. See, after every episode of Bebop, I would immediately change over to Comedy Central because they were playing The Critic. Ah. And I would watch a couple episodes of The Critic before I'd go to bed. And they played The Critic. They played like a lot of animation stuff in like night. played The Critic. And they played Duckman, and then Duckman was kind of – I like Duckman, but that's when I was going to bed. Mm-hmm. So like I went to bed to the sounds of Jason Alexander yelling at people. <laughs> that probably explains a lot about me actually. <laughs> um, but uh, so, but then I like I turned – I still remember vividly in my head. I'm sitting in my bed. All the lights are out except for the TV, and I'm just sitting. I've got the covers on, but I'm just like up straight. I can't even lay back. I'm just so enthralled with what I just watched. Blue is playing. The credits are rolling. I am dead to the world. I'm not moving. I just have this look on my face like I'm dead because like I just can't process what I've just seen. I looked into the face of entertainment god and – I tried like as a ritual, switched it right over to the critic, and they were playing the episode with Siskel and Ebert. And I remember the scene; it switched over, and Ebert, Siskel, and Ebert were on like a seesaw. And I just thought, I can't watch this. <laughs> I can't. I I can't. Like I had to process what I just saw. It was so amazing. My brain had to take that shit in and just bask. And I just turned the TV off. For like five, ten minutes, basked in what real fucking storytelling was. Like that, like the shit I had seen up until then was bullshit. <laughs> fucking everything I had seen, fucking swelling, fucking Japanese music, and some some anxious fucking wide-eyed pretty girl with her hands clasped. Fuck that. I just saw real shit. I had to let that just go in my blood. Just that happened, and I just needed to register that. Like, like, I can't even compare. Like, that's happened a couple other times with entertainment. We're like, that was real shit, and I just got to bask and let that shit sink in. But that is only happened... So few times, I can count it on one hand. Like most recently, the fucking VNV Nation album of Faith, Power, and Glory was so good. Usually when I listen to like new albums, I'll be working, like drawing. I had to drop what I was fucking doing, just sit down and take that shit in. Mm-hmm. Like I, the world was dead. That album played like this is real music, and just oh yes. Mm. Just let that shit go, and then just after that last track play, just sit for like five, ten minutes and just let it flow like that just happened. That just happened. Like Ricky Bobby, that just happened. That just happened. So that was the moment. After Bebop, anime was different. You kicked open the window and you screamed, I'm awake. (laughs) Yeah, pretty much. Anime was different after I saw Bebop because Bebop – told my brain you don't have to like turn on a switch for anime you know what i mean like like and i think a lot of people still do this when anime when they watch anime they're skewing their perspective their taste 
they're allowing shit that they shouldn't allow because it's anime. Mm -hmm. Either because anime is special to them and they let them get away with it or just like they they alter their worldview, I guess you could say, of entertainment. Almost maybe even subconsciously just because it's anime. Mm -hmm. Bebop killed that for me. I could not see anime as anything other than entertainment, and now the scales were this. We were grading on an impossible curve because, like, oh, this is how you end your series, and ain't this that ain't no blue. <laughs> and whatever you can roll your credit, whatever ain't no you know fucking blue. What do you ain't mean? No Bob Newhart was dreaming the entire time. That's bullshit. <laughs> exactly. Like my. My taste was forever skewed, but uh, and and when I went back and as as I kind of grew up, due to Bebop, <coughs> excuse me, I I went back and even a lot of the stuff that I had been watching in my otaku period that killed my otaku period, hmm. cause like Bebop like was a kick in the pants. It's like shut that shit up. <laughs> this Bebop came and said, like you're a man now. Shut that boy shit up. I couldn't read Mega Tokyo anymore. Shit's sake. The minute I saw, like, I saw Blue. I saw the final episode of Cowboy Bebop. What is this? You know, like, I saw real entertainment. I let that shit, that shit's in my blood now. What the fuck is this? You know, I saw real, like, clever parody in the black exploitation episodes and fucking the aliens parody and what is this shit with fucking leet speak get that shit out of my face <laughs> like bebop made me a man so like like that's my and that's kind of why i hate otaku because that's like looking like uh like i know that was a dumb ass shit that's why i stopped doing it <laughs> it's like that's like if you think – if any of you like adults out there listening, think of some stupid thing you did as a kid. Just imagine adults doing that and like how you would look at them. That's how I look at otaku because <clears throat> I saw them. It's like I was there, and I know that shit's stupid. I could look at the shit that was going through my head like, yeah, yeah, there's no excusing that. There's no like, yeah, well, maybe that's just your thing. No. It was just flat out stupid. I but I realized it was stupid. How do you not realize it's stupid? How do you let that thought go through your head and not think, yeah, that's dumb. I shouldn't do that. Mm. I mean, like, I used anime emoticons, and now I can look back and say I did that because I was a moron, <laughs> and that was a dumb thing to do, because I'm not Japanese. And plus, it's a lot simpler to type two things as opposed to three or four or five. Because I want to add a blush. Like, colon, parentheses. Boom. Done. We're done. Let's continue our sentence like an adult. So that was my moment, and it was a defining moment when I – Bebop showed me what entertainment should be. And now I look at entertainment like there's no excuse. Bebop did it. Bebop was art without being artsy. Bebop was entertainment. Bebop sought to entertain – and just happen to be beautiful art on the side, cause it's that damn good. It's like the it's like the motherfucker. It's like uh, it's like if a guy was so good at shit, like he's a professional basketball player, and all of a sudden he just walks up the piano, and plays a brilliant piano, and plays like whatever. I just do that sometimes. <laughs> and he like and then he goes and plays like another sport and just excels at it. like it's not really my thing, but you know whatever I can I can do it. It's like he just kicked your ass and that's not even his thing. 
That's what Bebop did. And it was like, and I'll see another show. It's like, there's no excuse for you to fuck that up. Bebop did it great. Bebop wasn't even trying that hard. It was just trying to be good. It wasn't trying to be amazing. It just happened to end up that way. What the fuck's your excuse with your, uh, it was all just, uh, the wolves are looking for paradise. Shut that shit up. <laughs> you got the staff from Bebop in your crew. You got no excuse for what you are. Shut that shit up. Why is that walrus talking? Why is you? Why are you being dramatic about that walrus talking? Shut that shit up. You suck. Get out of my face. I think uh, I think you'll like this. Um, my all-time favorite <laughs> review of Cowboy Bebop that I've read uh, was posted on an old uh, comedy site that has sadly not been on the internet for many. Oh my god, that rant, <coughs> that whole little story killed my throat. <coughs> you see what I do for you people? <laughs> I show up to my podcast. I'm not even fully healed yet, <coughs> but I love you people, and I can't keep missing weeks. This is like uh, <laughs> Michael Jordan going out there and playing when he's deathly ill and scoring the most points for the Bulls. Exactly. See what I do for you people? Yeah. Sean Russell, you better appreciate me more. <laughs> <coughs> Give me top billing on all your stuff. <laughs> Even the stuff you're not involved with. Exactly, exactly. But uh, anyway, this uh, this review uh, was posted on an old uh, uh, kind of anime-centric comedy site that, like I said, it, 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 it's been down for ages. But um, he just the guy wrote all these uh, short little anime reviews, and uh, one of them was for Bebop. And he, he sort of outlined uh, the series. He said, okay, this, this anime is about these two bounty hunters who travel around the galaxy in a spaceship, and they're joined by a professional gambler, a genius kid, and a dog, and they go on all these wacky adventures, catching bounties, and you know all this other crap. And he said, amazingly, this series is good. It's really good. It's so good, in fact, that... The concept seems as if it was invented by the creators to taunt other anime series. <laughs> That's so fucking true. Yeah. I said the fact that uh their the premise was so screwed up and so stupid and the series ended up being this amazing, it's like the creators were making fun of other animes. Like they were purposely tying their hands behind their backs. Yeah, it was like I wouldn't say the premise is dumb, but well, it if is... you describe it a certain way, I mean, it is <coughs> kind of absurd, which is not it a is bad a thing, but it is. It is. It is out there, and it is like it's taunting other anime. It's like um, it's almost like uh, Hideaki Anno comes saying like, "I put my soul into this. Everything that I was going through personally went into this show." And Bebop said like. And this guy likes American stuff and just kind of whipped up a bunch of series on this loose premise. Turns out it's, like, way better than your thing. I mean, you can go ahead and put your, like, heart and soul or whatever, but uh, just thought you should know that this um fun little woohoo thing was, like, uh, kicked your ass. <laughs> oh, hey, did you do a little uh, – did you do a big uh, whole thing on uh, you pour millions of dollars in this Miss Miyazaki and your whole little magic world trip and oh look at all the money we put into these hills and we're flying it's a dragon oh the imagery yeah it's just some guys sitting around in a rusted spaceship smoking a cigarette it's a hell of a lot more entertaining and we just some we put some jazz in it kicked your ass it's like Bebop just sits around Bebop literally is it's just it's just sitting on its leaning back just chilling out smoking a cigarette going eh, kicked your ass <laughs> 
I didn't need to really try. I'm gonna do an episode about black exploitation. Yeah. Oh, you're gonna do um your magnum opus. Cool, cool. Um, just thought you should know. I just did an episode where a uh a blob from that's basically made of expired food in an old refrigerator kills everybody. Yeah, it turns out I'm better than you. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh, you put like um millions of dollars and this is your big epic story. Uh, yeah, I got the. Uh, Crazy fat dude flies around, shoots bullets from a cane. <laughs> better than you. I'm better than you. Yeah. Have fun with that. And just know that. Just know that I have a um, ambiguously gendered, tan-skinned weirdo saying things that make no sense, and I'm uh, like, I my writing's like way better than yours. It's cool, isn't it? Yeah. Cowboy Bebop yeah. really shouldn't be as good as it is when you stop and think about it. Yeah. That series really has no business being as good as it ended up being. Because and on, yet, on paper, I mean, there is a lot of ridiculous ass shit in that show. If you yeah. think about it, and it's so random. Just here's an episode that's film noir. Now here's an episode that's lighthearted film noir. <laughs> now here's an episode about a blob of expired food that kills everybody. <laughs> now, now for these two episodes, we're gonna get serious. It's backstory time. Okay. Now here's the weird silly kid. Yeah. yeah. Um. Here's an episode where the cult revolving around TV <laughs> and the internet. Yeah. Which was Turns out this is like the best show ever made. Yeah, we just did that. We just rocked your world with that premise. Suck it. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, that was that was Bebop changed my life. <laughs> you could say. It was just so good. Cause I don't grade on a curve. I don't say, well, it's Bebop. You can't compare it to Bebop. And I'm that way with everything because I'm like, why the fuck not? Bebop in magic. You know, Bebop didn't have, you know, Shinshiro Watanabe, you'd think he's got magic powers, but he don't. He's just really good at directing. He's got, he ain't magic. He didn't come from another planet. So if he can pull that off, what the fuck's your excuse? Why are you making that? Why are you making fucking Queen's Blade? Why that, why is that what came out of you? This man made Cowboy Bebop. What you, what the fuck are you doing with your days? You don't have any excuse. He just, he didn't set, he didn't get like a million dollars in a magic, Magic artifact that said you will get you will your next series will be amazing. No, he just did it. It's like uh like when I look at manga, it's like like why the fuck can't you do what Kentaro Miura does? He's just a dude. He don't have superpowers. He's in fact he's doing this shit by himself. Yeah, it takes him forever. So that's why I'll kind of give you a little leeway in that aspect. You've got tighter deadlines. But what the fuck? What if he can make uh shit look good? Why the fuck are you, Mister? Whatever the fuck the guy that does Naruto's name is. Why the fuck are you getting less and less detail and drawing armadillo penises? The fuck is your excuse? <laughs> Miura took a break to play fucking Idol Master. He's better than you. What the fuck? <laughs> he ain't Superman. What the fuck's your excuse? So that's, that's basically if anyone wonders why I seem to hate everything. I don't grade on a curve. Everything gets treated the same. You just have really like, high did it. standards. Why can't you? Exactly. <clears throat> it's like they did it. Why can't you? They, they fucking – look at – if fucking uh, Spice and Wolf can be as good – tell a romance story as good as it is was all fucking economic. Spice and Wolf made economics interesting. Why can't you make exploding giant robots interesting? What the fuck's your excuse? <laughs> all right? That guy's talking about money for 15 minutes. I was enthralled. You're shooting lasers in space. You bored <laughs> me. What the fuck is wrong with you? Exactly. 
got no excuse. This man, this show, got me like was telling me about the exchange rate of a currency that doesn't exist, and I sat through all of it. You showed me titties, and I changed the channel. <laughs> How could you not keep my attention with titties? Yeah, he could with fucking exchange rates. You have zero excuse. You had titties and you failed. You can kiss my ass. Uh, well, so, to be so fair, any, economics can be pretty interesting. So all of you people out there that have always been wondering, what the fuck's Cody's deal? Now you know. Mm-hmm. I, I, there, I have zero tolerance, forgiveness, whatever you want to call it. Everything gets graded on the same curve. Mm-hmm. So I think now I, I think now we've cracked that shell. So I think we've got a little time left. So now, gotta ask, Alex. Yeah. How'd you find hentai? What, 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 what do you mean? How did I? How did you go from how did how is because we've all had that experience? We were getting into anime, yay anime! Mm-hmm. And then that discovery that there's anime porn. Yeah. Well, there was because um... we don't we don't jump into anime knowing oh, and also there's porn of this. Yeah. <laughs> well, that, that was uh, sort of my Dragon Knight story, um, and also, like I said, I finding uh, Pokemon porn by accident uh, in the uh, the early days of Google. That was interesting. But uh, again, I I think that seeing we've all we've all run into the uh, you know looking at Pokemon and run into that picture of Misty riding a purple star. You yeah. That's ingrained in my brain, and I don't like that that's ingrained in my brain. <laughs> that picture. I, I oh, think I know what you you're brain. talking about, unfortunately. Fuck you, brain. And by the way, this is my twisted ass. I'm seeing that picture. You know what the first thing I notice is? What's that? Star, star you is in purple. Star me is purple. That's the wrong color. <laughs> Fuck you, you nerdy ass fucking... I mean, it's bad enough, fucking preteen cartoon. Ugh. And then the first thing goes through my twisted fucking brain. That's the wrong color for Star You. Fuck me. <laughs> Kiss my ass, me. <laughs> That's great. But I suck. Uh, yeah, no, I, th- I think it was just kind of a gradual realization, and again, the knowledge that. Even in something as innocuous as Dragon Ball, they do edit out certain bits of content, you know. <laughs> Obviously, there's got to be stuff in this medium that is way deeper underground. Oh, so you didn't have, like, the one, the quick discovery? Um, again, more of a more of a gradual coming into it, and... and I, so I, you don't have an interesting story. You suck. Well, well I, I had the Dragon Ball <laughs> story. Okay, yeah, you had that, but you didn't have one for this section. See, I do, and you piss me off because now I feel like I'm taking this thing over with my big dramatic bebop story and now this. Oh well, and in I don't case, like it'll only be like every other other side podcast we've ever done. <laughs> I'm trying to bring you into this motherfucker. <laughs> I'm trying to give you more of a presence. I'm the one here with all the interesting shit to say. You're like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You're you're right, fucking Ed McMahon to my Johnny Carson. You oh, suck. All right, check this shit out. For me. <laughs> The big thing with me and anime, my my larger realization was not with anime itself, but with the fan base. And that's why I've dedicated so much of what I do to lambasting the people who care way too much about this shit. Oh yes, that is... 
No, I was one. I was one of them. Yeah, no, a number of years ago, I used to go... You to probably would have lambasted me. It is, I content, thank yeah. God, to this day, the shit that I produced in that period of my life is in the ether and gone and dead. Because <laughs> I would that would be a shame that would make me vomit to this day. Motherfucker, I wrote fan fiction. And I'm not oh, going to ta- say any more about it because it's dead, gone, erased from history. And thank <laughs> God, I have an angel on my side that was looking out for me. He said, Cody, trust me on this one. You're going to thank me later. I'm going to erase this shit from all humanity, from history. The only way that anyone's going to know it exists, you're going to mention it on a podcast once. <laughs> <coughs> but yeah, I wrote that shit. True. That was out there. Fucking fan fiction for me. And you know oh what? God, I can't even if imagine. I if I could, I'd riff that shit. I would send that your way so you could lambast that shit and give that shit the fucking reaming it deserved because it deserved it. Because I was a piece of shit for that year of my life. <laughs> and everything I produced was dog shit. Everything I drew was like wannabe anime, fake fucking copy, the fucking big eye, small mouth bullshit without knowing how to draw. Wow. I sucked. For a year of my life, I was I sucked ass. I I believe it. I sucked, but um. Makes my 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 twelve year old Pokemon addiction seem a little bit uh, more tolerable. Yeah, I was a douche <laughs> for like a year of my life. I was a shit face. Like fuck me from that period of time to the to to Bebop. Fuck me. Oh god. Suck, kiss my ass, old like fucking. Kiss my ass, younger me. You dork. <laughs> Piece of shit. Otaku motherfucker. Okay, well, while you uh, <laughs> verbally slash your arm with uh, razor blades, <laughs> I'm just going to tell this story real quick. Now, I, I used to go to um, <coughs> uh, a local nearby community college. Uh, they had uh, the... Uh, what what the hell did they call it? It was the Japanese Entertainment and Cultural Club or something. Some convoluted bullshit name but uh, it, it was an anime club basically at the college and they did a thing for a couple of years called uh, Saturday Night Anime and what they would do every Saturday night from 5pm until 10pm they would rent out one of the auditoriums and get on a projector and they would just play different anime series and it was open to the public so when I found out about that I'm like alright yeah sure I'll, I'll check this out so I I made a habit of, of going there almost weekly, and uh, they, you know, I, I had no control over what they aired. They they played some things I really liked. Uh, they also played other things which were just ghastly and abominable. I saw Wolf's <coughs> Rain. I saw. You poor thing. Huh? You poor thing. Yeah, and I, they showed this. Uh, I, it might have been a clamp series. It was, it oh God! Was, yeah, it was it was some stupid clamp series, and then uh, what's wrong with their limbs? Yeah, and their their little knife chins, <laughs> and uh, there was a some romance called Cheeky Angel, which I've <laughs> tried very hard to block out of my my mind. Gotta love that name. Yeah, it was it was god awful, but they they, <laughs> they also had a, a few decent series there. Um, saw. Uh, I think that was the first time I saw um, 08 MS Team, uh, Gundam. That's a good one. That is a That's good a... one. Oh, yes. But uh, this is a, a, 
I had a revelation there about anime fans one time. Now, everything that they played there was subtitled, which I didn't really have a problem with because, A, a lot of what they were showing hadn't been licensed yet, and, B, okay, it's a it's technically a Japanese cultural club, so you want to yeah. play it in the native language, you know, whatever. And at that point, I was still watching a lot of uh, anime on Toonami and what was airing on TV, so I had no problem with dubs. I was I could go either way. Yeah. But they, pl- and I can't remember what series it was, but the guy announced that they didn't have access to the subtitled version. That they were going to play like four episodes of the show, and it was dubbed. And people in the audience got visibly upset. Uh, one person started shouting, and I think probably about a fifth of the people there got up and walked out. Oh my god. And the guy was so, so apologetic. He's like, you know, this is on the rotation. I, I don't want to change it because we've got the subtitles for the episodes after this, but I just want to play this and, you know, like really frantically trying to explain himself. And, and people were getting up and walking out. And Jesus Christ. Yeah. And I'm like, you know, what's the big fucking deal? It's just, it's a dub. Nobody cares. And then it was not – it was either shortly before or shortly after that that uh, I found the whole thing on the internet with uh, elitist uh, subtitle addicts where if you watch dubs, you were a dubby and you mm. weren't watching the real version of the show. Like, you know, mm. oh, you you haven't seen the real version of Dragon Ball Z. You've seen the, the watered-down, Americanized bullshit. Well, to be fair – I mean, Dragon Ball Z was very different. Well, yeah. Dubbed. It, but yeah, that did not merit the reaction you would get. No, it was. It, it wasn't, you know, oh, you know, if you like that, you should go out and try to find the original version because they cut a lot of stuff out and the original Japanese version has a different flavor to it. It's It's kind of a different experience. It was. No, if you watch the dub, you're a piece of shit. You're buying into this, this bullshit industry that, you know. These fucking Amerifags are trying to pull the wool over your eyes, and they're ruining this pure Japanese entertainment, and it's so superior. And so, for me, that was uh, that was kind of a, a defining moment where I realized that wow, a lot of anime fans are elitist douchebags. Yeah, see, you got one on there with me because I don't have a defining moment for that one. That was that one for me was a gradual thing. Mm-hmm. So you got one on me there. Well, there's my contribution. <laughs> but I do have one for the uh, for the uh, earlier mentioned hentai okay. thing. Now, a while ago, I was trying to get new titles or what. I don't even remember what I was doing, but I was looking up. But I was going to the different sites of a lot of distributors, mm-hmm. and I was looking up some distributors, and I looked up one called I think it was called An America. Hmm. An America had put out. I think it was a label, and it was associated with some normal stuff. It was listed amongst other normal labels. So I was going to their websites. So I went to anamerica.com. Hmm. Some people listening probably already just started laughing. <laughs> Again, I had no idea anime porn existed. I couldn't even fathom the idea at the time. What awaited me – now imagine that. You, 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 you came and you don't even think that there's anime porn, right? Now, this, you just think this is of, like before the days of Rule 34 <coughs> and, and right. different things where, you know, you type the name of anything into Google and you get a dozen nude images and pictures of the characters right. fucking, so. 
Right. This is before that. So I'm I'm unaware at this point. So I type in anamerica.com. Do you know the image that is on the splash page for anamerica.com? I do not. This was the image on the splash page for anamerica.com. It is a new, not kind of new. She's not fully new. She has that kind of bondage gear that doesn't cover any of the naughty bits. Mm. Woman. She had like crazy 80s hair. <laughs> she had a giant dick. Which she was licking the tip of, and on the shaft of the dick was a vagina, <laughs> which she was spreading with her fingers. This was my first exposure to hentai. Was that image? This explains so much. And you know what my reaction? I... I didn't freak out. I wasn't like, ew, or... I didn't... It didn't seem real. You know, when I first saw the image, I didn't know what it was. It was so detailed, and I don't think my brain registered that it could even be what it was. So it just seemed like a mass of color to me. <laughs> you know, and I, I just kind of explored... That that's the uh, reaction of people who uh, who see uh, corpses for the first time. They They don't... They can't understand what it is right away. Yeah, and that's what it was. And I clicked the image. I went into the website. Because, again, it just seemed like a shape. I didn't – what was I looking at? I just knew it was bizarre and strange. Maybe the rest of the site isn't like that. <laughs> and then I clicked it. I don't know what possessed me to go deeper. And I saw all their porn. They had it was a pay site where you could see all this shit, and again it just registered, and it just like I wouldn't I wasn't in shock, I just sort of it was just like, huh. So that happened. <laughs> it was almost like a trauma, like I didn't know how to, because it was so sudden and so extreme. It wasn't even that hey there's a nude anime girl. I my first exposure to hentai was crazy fetish shit. <laughs> so it was like, huh. So that happened. So I know that's out there now. Twenty minutes later. Cody, why are you crying in the shower with all your clothes <laughs> on? <laughs> just <clears throat> just about. I mean it was it wasn't crying or anything, but it was just like Well, that innocence is dead. <laughs> What's on the itinerary next? Nothing was the same. <laughs> That's out there. That's ruined. Probably something I don't know that could be ruined yet. But that's ruined. <laughs> Back to what was I doing again? Oh, yeah, looking up distributors for what else, other shows I can find out. Let's go back to that. I don't like where this is going anymore. I'm going to go back to a simpler time. I want to go back to regular shows. <laughs> I don't like this, Mommy. That was the worst fucking introduction you can have to hentai. I, that, that's such a weird way to introduce a website. I mean... <laughs> yeah, that was the spot. I remember cause it was a white page. She was like on a gray, like a faded background. It was like a city or something. I can't remember because, again, it was a mess. 
It was just a massive thing. And it was just like some kind of urban. And she had like accessories, but didn't cover her tits. And I remember her nipples were really detailed, but didn't look human. <laughs> like, like someone just like just just decided to make these nipples detailed, but like went overboard. And I think they they were too erect or something. I can't remember. This didn't. This was nude. This was in human nudity. And I think I remember she had like Liefeldian proportions. And I remember she's wearing thigh highs, like black. This is ingrained in my memory. It's like when you walk in on your parents having sex, and it's just you never. That's kind of burned in there, and you never quite forget that single image. That's me for this fucking dick girl with a vagina on her dick shaft, oh. licking with her fucking spiky '80s hair, licking her own dick. I think she might have had piercings on her dick. It was so detailed. <laughs> like, like so much effort went into that evil, evil thing, and that was on their splash page. That it was her, and then anamerica.com. <laughs> Fuck! It's like, okay, man, we need an image that encompasses everything that our site is about. Go, go, draw that. I've got just the thing, chief. <laughs> <coughs> that that explains me so much. <laughs> My exposure it was this fucking. I, I kept getting exposed to things about anime in the most extremes. The extreme good, the extreme evil, just hit me. Boom! I didn't get a gradual like. Here's a little bit. We're starting to enter this new world. Just know, hey bitch, here's this. <laughs> well, hold on. I gotta take a minute to process that because I'm a new man now. You like uh, like you've lived life I on the edge. I did. That's, that explains me so much. Good God. <laughs> this walk down memory lane got dark. Um, so I think we should get the fuck off memory lane while we can. Yeah, yeah, I, I think it's best if we just close that door and just try to forget about the past because, well, there's just a lot of shit back there that is, is best left buried. Let's look toward the future and really only dwell about the good things in the past. Let's have... Let's have a very selective memory. Yeah. I think I think that's the way to go. Have a selective memory because you know you get berated for that as a child for only remembering what you want to remember, but as an adult you realize that that's a valuable skill. You should never get rid of that. Yeah. Treasure that because you never know when you're going to find you're just going to be innocent, have your innocence shattered by a dick girl with a with a vagina <laughs> on the shaft of her penis. And then you're gonna you're gonna learn that that selective memory was put there by God Him fucking self for a goddamn reason. So next time, kids, your mother tells you, "Oh, don't you have a selective memory? You only remember what you want to remember." You say, "Goddamn right, I do." <laughs> Yay, I cussed you, mom, because this is serious. That was put there by God as a survival tactic. You should know. You're an adult. I'll bet you have a selective memory. There's some evils you have put out of your mind. It's like So don't parade me for using a survival tool put there by the Almighty himself for a damn good reason. It's it's like a test. It's like the proverbial sword in the middle of the path. Will you will you take it to defend the innocent or or will you slay them for your own conquest? You see an image of a dick girl with a vagina doing crazy shit, 
on the splash page of an anime porn site, and you either become angry and you go on and you turn into whatever the hell we've become, or you become immersed in it and then you go on and you join the people who make this and get off to it. Yeah. And those those are your options. I think as crazy and bitter as I may be, could be worse. I could have taken that road. Yeah. Yeah, it, it, it could always be worse. So I think before we go, Alex, do you have something to share with the folks? Well, Cody, here at the other side, we're always trying to encourage listener participation, and I don't just mean the dry heaves that follow every podcast. <laughs> um, I think, uh, personally, I would like to hear from some of the people who uh, who listen to this and who love it and who more than likely hate it, and especially the people who have questions about the podcast in general or our tastes or different things, so... Uh, if anyone listening to this would like to leave a comment or a question on Anime 3000, or send it to webmaster at projectafter.com, that is my personal email address, we will be collecting all of your comments and questions, and we will be addressing them in a future podcast. So, this is a really good way if you want uh, your 15 minutes of fame in a mildly popular anime podcast known primarily for trolling... Uh, this is your chance to get something that you've thought acknowledged or to ask us a question, and we'll answer it live. Except it won't be live because it'll be pre-recorded by the time you listen to it, but it'll be live when we do it. So, Excellent. And I think before – I think we should we should hurry up and go so I can hurry up and get into the shower and start crying, mm-hmm. having dredged up all these things that I have spent years trying my damnedest to forget. Yep. So from all – from all of us here at the other side, I'm Cody Byer. I'm Alex Berry. Saying goodbye. <laughs> Why? Why did it have to be a dick girl with a vagina on her shell? You poor son of a bitch. Japanese cartoons where giant robots protect us as we sleep. Samurai can fly, and little girls are more than just cute. Many podcasts have attempted to review such things, but once they're gone, where can we turn to? I don't have time to f*** around! Don't worry guys, this round is on us. Oh yeah! Introducing the Anime 3000 Bonus Round Podcast, where an elite team of podcasters go above and beyond the Call of Duty to review anime right when you need it. Wow! Incredible! You can find the A3K bonus round on Anime3000.com and on iTunes. Keeping the bar open for one last round. The bonus round.
Hey guys, I am Sean Ryan, also known as the Grey Ghost. And I am Kevin Gray, also known as the Business and the LLC. And we are Method to Madness, a weekly podcast that cusses and discusses anime and video games. Yes. And other otaku subjects. That That is what we are here for. We are here to rip them up and sometimes build them up. The shows that we love, the shows that we hate, the shows that we watch so that you wouldn't have to. Go to thegreyghost.net or go check us out on iTunes. With whiskey. <laughs> this is so stupid, but awesome. That's why this is going to be great. Oh, this is...